Turn to 2 Thessalonians. I want to talk to you about Jesus himself. The second chapter, the eighth verse, it speaks of the day when Christ will slay the man of lawlessness. It specifically says, the Lord will slay with the breath of his mouth and bring to an end by the appearance of his coming. If the man of lawlessness is done away with, slain by the breath of Christ's mouth and his presence, his appearing, his revelation, I believe we can see in this a small understanding of present application where even as the man of lawlessness is no match for the breath of Christ and ended by his presence or the revelation of his person, so the lawlessness in our hearts is slain and brought to its end by the breathings and revelations of Jesus. <laughs> this to me is so amazing. Christ destroying the things contrary to himself by his very breathings and his very presence. In the 13th and 14th verse, we see that the gospel is calling us into truth or faith in the truth, which sets us apart by the Spirit. So Paul is specifically showing us that the gospel, believing the gospel, causes the Spirit to separate us from the world. And this separation or sanctification that happens by the presence of the Spirit is so that we might gain the glory of Christ. Gain the glory of Christ. In other words, God, through the gospel, has sent the Spirit who unveils or gives to us the person of Jesus Christ in all of His glory, or the glorious person of Jesus Christ, the excellencies of His nature, the wonder of His person is now able to be experienced by the Spirit through faith in the gospel. Paul is showing us that this Jesus is so precious. And let's look at a couple of things that this wonderful experience of the glorious Christ that the Spirit sanctification gives to us through believing the gospel does in our lives. In the second chapter, the 16th verse, in light of a delusion that God will bring upon mankind as they do not believe the gospel, a delusion will come upon them from God and they will believe what is false. But in light of this, it says about the believers, those who put their faith in the, in the person of Christ, he says, now, may the Lord Jesus himself. This is not just thoughts about Jesus. This is the reality of his living person, a real present Christ. Not thoughts of Jesus, you know, teachings of Jesus, or even Christ's teachings by themselves, but the person of Jesus. Now, may the Lord Jesus Christ himself comfort and strengthen your hearts in every good work and word. Comfort is an experience. Comfort is, is something that is felt. Strength is an experience. Strength is something that is felt. 
both comfort and strength come from Jesus himself. Oh, this is so precious to me. Jesus himself is our comfort and our strength in, in our hearts, the immaterial center of our being in the midst of every good work and word. God has given in this verse eternal comfort and that eternal comfort by his grace is applied by Christ himself. Literally, Jesus with you here, now, experienced, comforting you, strengthening you. Oh, this is so precious. Chapter 3, verse 3, we see in the light of a, the unbelievers and how they uh, respond to or don't respond to the gospel. In light of this, it says the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen and protect you <laughs> from the evil one. His person will strengthen, even as it says in 2.16, but also protect you from the evil one as we remain steadfast, steady because we're fastened to Christ, holding on to him. He will protect us. He will protect us from the evil one. Um, chapter three, verse five, it says, may the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and the steadfastness of Christ. And this is said in light of uh, Paul's instructions to them. May the Lord direct. The Lord must direct us into the love of God. This is a, a submission to the guidance of God into an experience of God. We must experience the love of God and only Christ can guide us into it. We must experience this steadfastness and only Christ can give this to us. And Paul is praying that the Lord would direct their hearts into the love of God and the steadfastness of Christ. And then lastly, in 3.16, this is the final blessing, literally the benediction, if you will, in the light of all that he's been saying. He says, now may the Lord of peace himself continually grant you peace in every circumstance the Lord be with you all. So I see a couple of things here. Number one, that Christ is peace, the Lord of peace himself. And he himself, not theologically, actually, he himself, the real living person of Jesus, continually can grant. This is a constant, perpetual experience of what Christ is to us. Peace, the Lord of peace, grant you continually in every, not most, not some, not uh, not even uh, any kind of restrictions whatsoever put on this. Every circumstance, peace from the Lord of peace, continually supplied in his presence. The Lord be with you all. So I, I write all these things down and I share them with you. And I just want to let you know that Jesus himself, more than theology, though praise God for the study of the scriptures, we must touch 
Him. And praise God for reading the Word. I love to read the Word, but only because it passes me into His, his person and I hear His voice. The red, the, the, the red letters, the black letters on the white pages, they themselves cannot give to me life. It's Christ through them that gives life. And it must be Jesus himself that does these things for us. Just a couple of side notes from this um, book. Paul's praying for them. And it's interesting to me that he prays that God would fulfill all their desire for goodness. He's praying that all these internal desires for goodness will be fulfilled. And also that the, that the desire for the work of faith with power will also be fulfilled. Two things, very interesting to me. God, by His power, fulfilling desire for goodness, fulfilling desire for work of faith with power. This is incredible. The glory of His Son is at stake. And lastly, in the first chapter, the ninth verse, we have a description of eternal destruction that is very specific and is probably the greatest way to understand it. It says, eternal destruction, specifically away from the presence of the Lord. Without the presence of Jesus, this is hell itself. I once wrote down in my journal, hell can be defined by this one question. Where is he? Without his presence, we have nothing but death and hell. It is his presence that is heaven itself. So uh, Jesus himself must be all for us. God, we thank you for Jesus and that he himself is all that we need. He will strengthen us. He will comfort us. He will protect us. He will guide our hearts into the love of God and steadfastness. He will be peace for us in every circumstance, in every situation. That He Himself is the glory and we, by faith, receive this Spirit and enter into or gain the wonderful person of Christ and the excellencies of His nature. And also, this glorious picture of the fact that our perfect, matchless God-man Christ shall come and breathe death to the man of lawlessness. And not only this, but by His very appearing, His very presence, He would destroy and dissolve everything that the wicked ones, the wicked one even Himself, has set in motion. Jesus, high above all, perfect and matchless, able to do everything by His breathings and His unveilings. So may the breathings of Christ be with you, and may the revelation of Christ be with you. May the person of Jesus Himself strengthen you and give you comfort. Bless you guys. Thank you so much for subscribing. Uh, I desire to give you everything that I'm hearing from the Lord in my heart, that it might it might lift you up and strengthen you and encourage you, especially in these crazy times. Um, thank you also for those that have become patrons. It is very special to us. We send them special videos. Uh, they've chosen to support our, our channel. You can become one by clicking on the link down below, patreon.com. We have a new book out called The Beautiful King. 
I encourage you to pick it up. It is about the majesty and glory and beauty of Jesus Christ in Song of Solomon 5. And it unveils what the bride sees that is so beautiful about him. And I think those of you that love Jesus so much, you will love the book because it describes him and the glories of his love and the excellencies of his person. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for just subscribing and I'll see you in the next video.